0: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 31st of August. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Harley Brewer, on talk. Coming up, criminals will be forced to attend court for their sentencing under new laws or face an extra two years behind bars. Meanwhile, more than 120,000 people died waiting for NHS treatment in 2022. That's double the number five years ago. And Rishi Sunak is expected to announce a mini reshuffle today to replace outgoing Defence Secretary Ben Wallace with Liam Fox, a former Defence Secretary, and among the contenders, 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Uh, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots, as always, to talk about. And joining me for the chat this morning is a commentator Sam Armstrong. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. There's no doubt crime. Very- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: much back on the agenda in terms of of stories that are around today and a lot of things being announced which I think people would very much welcome but would also go how come that wasn't already a thing I find myself thinking this an awful lot with government announcements when they say oh we're going to do this you think Really, was that was that not already the law? So um, two things crucially: judges to get more powers to force criminals to attend sentencing uh, for their crimes. This is in England and Wales. And if you don't uh, attend your sentencing, you're looking at an extra two years behind bars. This is in the case of Wake like, of Lucy Letby uh, and Thomas Cashman. I think the two crucial cases. There've been two others as well. But also, um, I mean, so police chiefs to get more powers to be able to sack rogue police officers. So if you're found to have committed gross misconduct, you're then automatically um, uh, sacked. Again, why was this not always the case? Yeah, exactly right. And yesterday
2: we had the uh, remarkable announcement that police were now going to investigate
1: theft and robbery. Oh, that was over the weekend. I mean, we're we're moved on from that. Again, every time these things are announced, you go, "Uh, was that not your job already?
2: Yeah, quite right. And all people want is if... A crime is committed against them for it to be investigated, reported. And what are the crimes that bother people? It's thefts, it's burglaries, it's antisocial behaviour, it's criminal damage. Let me tell you what it isn't. It isn't tweets, it (laughs) isn't mean words, it isn't, you know, somebody not attending their diversity course at work, which no doubt will be the next (laughs) crime that they're going to be investigated. This is basic. But we have had, and it needs to be repeated, 13 years, 13 years
1: of conservative government and can you tell no? I mean, this is the extraordinary thing. The amount of times that I have a minister on and I always say, can we just check who has been in power for the last 13 years? We will be talking to Policing Minister uh, Chris Philp, um, who I'm actually, I'm actually quite a fan of. He t- talks very straight about a lot of these things. Um, we'll be talking specifically about these rogue police officers. In terms of um, judges being having the power to drag people into the dock Now, the law is going to change to give judges new powers. There's been a real demand for this and from the families who who lost babies to the mass murderer, as she is, let's call her what she is, Lucy Letby, uh, and also uh, the mother of little Olivia Pratt Corbell, who was shot dead in her own home by um, uh, Thomas Cashman in Liverpool last year. Um, the the judges are going to get these powers to order offenders to into the courtroom. Prison officers are allowed to use reasonable force to deliver criminals to face justice. Um, and and if and there are some calls, well, if they if they think that there's going to be a scene and that the, the criminal is going to be sort of shouting abuse or or perhaps doing anything that would distress the victims of the crime uh, that they, they're convicted of more than they could just have the sentencing piped into the room that they're in and basically you know they can put their fingers in their ears but they're going to hear and see what people are saying. Um, I have to say I was under the illusion that the Judges did have the ability to require people to come into the uh, courtroom, you know, brought upstairs, you know, from the dock, you know, went to the dock, handcuffed. You know, you can kick and scream as all, all you want, but you're in contempt of court. But the key thing is this this penalty of two years extra behind bars if you don't appear in court. That wouldn't have worked in the case of Lucy Letby or Thomas Cashman or Jordan McSweeney or Kochi Salamage, who who both killed Zara, Selina and Sabina Nessa. Because um, if you're going to be serving life behind bars, an extra two years is meaningless.
2: Yeah, and that is why you need to be able to use force. And I just don't know what it even says about our society
1: now that this is even in doubt. People are going, oh, what are you going to do? Drag people? Yeah. Oh, and what if they start shouting? You gag them? Yeah. Yeah. Quite. I don't know I don't know why people have a problem with it. we're not talking about someone who's a suspect we're talking about someone who's been conv- See, I think they should have to be there for their the verdicts because we saw with Lucy Letby again it was we didn't hear about the verdicts until the final verdict had been given and there was a period of about a week so she you know she was in court for the first few verdicts and then decided she didn't want to turn up in court you sorry you don't get that option lady yeah there's a reason
2: in in legalese they call it hearken to the verdict of the jury. hearken it's stand there and be account. you are subject to that and by the way this you will country... you will
1: respect you'll respect the law enough. That you will actually be there in the courtroom. Yeah, and
2: i almost always think it says something about our, our lower expectations of criminals. i, I mean, we used I got to, fairly low expectations used, of
1: mass murderers. To be fair, but we
2: used to be able to bring people up to court to get told they were going to get a mandatory death sentence mm. to be hanged until they die. In—in our—in the lifetimes of people that are mm. in this country, people were told that, and they were expected to come into court to to hear well, the inevitable, to know that. And we can't even bring someone up that is going to sit around in a cushy jail in which he's going to wear nice clothes, she's going to be able to watch TV for murdering seven babies, yeah. seven babies, and she's got a pretty darn nice lifestyle. Frankly, nicer than many people around the world live. And we haven't even got the confidence, the self-assuredness. But well, we do. To no, hear. But, but
1: okay, you and I do. I'm pretty sure everyone watching and listening this right now does as well. The vast majority of people would have no issue with this. People, people are very sensible of these things. It's the people involved in sort of law and order. It's it, it's MPs as well. A lot of them they talk, they talk the talk, but they don't actually. You go through with it. It's human rights lawyers. It's lots of people working in that field are all sort of, oh, people have got rights. I feel very strongly about, you know, people being innocent until proven guilty um, and, and, and really being very, very... Like, like I sat on a jury earlier this year um, and, and I took my duties, as did everyone else in that jury, incredibly, incredibly seriously. Uh, you have so much power in your hands over someone's, you know, future life in terms of what they're what they're going to be able to do with their life and, and and what happens to them in the next few years, even. And and I think I think people do take it very seriously. But we also understand that the seriousness of the crimes. Once someone is convicted, sorry, you know, you've got the right. I mean, again, I don't believe in capital punishment. But I definitely believe in whole life sentences. I find it extraordinary that if, you, if someone needs to be off the streets for 28 years, they need to be off the streets for life. Now, it's absolutely absurd. And the British public, by the way, were, punished, were promised that when they got rid of the death penalty, that life would mean life. Actually, it normally means 12 years. I mean, you're kidding me? Um, so this is the thing. Why do you think so many people involved in this field are so namby Is this yet another area of our, of our sort of cultural daily life, like sort of you know like, like the nhs like schools everything that's just been captured by a, a sort of a blairite woke elite who who just don't understand what ordinary people think
2: yeah, look, I, I think the truth is there aren't that many Brexiteers in the city of judiciary <laughs> or legal circles. That's the truth of it. I don't know. But, I know a few. But, but you have to keep it quiet. Here's, here's the problem. is We are now expecting in this country victims, victims of crime to come to court to read out victim impact statements at their sentencing so that the judge can factor in those decisions when he's making them. That is, for many victims, particularly in the case of murder and these sort of really horrendous yeah. crimes, uh, uh, horrific experience, really, really unpleasant for them. And we asked them to do it and goodness me, do they do it and you you, we heard journalists in that court lucy let in tears journalists that have covered crime their entire lives in tears moved to what they heard and to then say that look as the victim we expect you to come and do this so the judge can make his decision but we haven't got the courage of our convictions as a country as a nation as a state to require her to come up having killed seven babies oh and and, and 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 how many others yeah exactly it is it makes me sick it makes me embarrassed actually to yeah. to, to be a, a part of this country yeah. that we have lost again, it's, it's, it's the
1: idea that people be horrified horrified by the idea that a convicted babe, mass baby killer um who's expressed no regret no remorse should should face the ignominy of you know of of being taken up. as i said at the day I'll go and get her. I'll drag her up by her hair. I don't have any issues with this whatsoever. Um, let's also talk about rogue police officers. And goodness me, we've seen an awful lot of those in the last year or two. Wayne Cousins, David Carrick, obviously the most uh, you know obvious na- names that come to mind. Um, but we found the extraordinary situation that people convicted, um, police officers convicted of the most serious crimes, abduction, rape, murder, Um being facing long processes to get rid of them from the police force. Still, still effectively, police officers just suspended. Now, police are going to get the ability to basically automatically sack someone who if they're found guilty of gross misconduct or a criminal offence. This is something that's been demanded uh, by the Met chief, uh, Sir Mark Rowley. Um, He said the police chiefs need greater powers of dismissal. He said that basically it's virtually impossible to to get rid of people, that these disciplinary hearings were fundamentally soft um, and and it was a long process. Again, most people were going... What do you mean you can commit gross misconduct or a crime and technically you're still able to remain as a police officer, you know, on full pay or in backroom duties? For most of us, if you commit gross misconduct, you're out of your job, even if you're just, you know, I don't know, looking after the filing cabinets in a local accountancy firm.
2: Yeah, it took months to get rid of Wayne Cousins, Wayne Cousins, a man that committed the most appalling crime a police officer could ever commit and more. And it took them months to get rid of them but again what we have here is a system in which look there was a perfectly reasonable process built for dismissing police officers that was worked out with the mm. union but then what happens the lawyers move yeah. in and i like lawyers i know a lot of lawyers <laughs> but they move in and the processes get more and more and more convoluted and then they've got this whole industry of working through this
1: process and this mm. v- investment in that and it, the vested the poli- interests never get removed the police federation has also been at fault here when i understand they are a trade union effectively they are representing their members but you know and people deserve to have legal representation i've got no issue with that but there is an element where they make it harder and harder uh, for people to be sacked when actually it's in the interests of all good police officers who are the vast majority to get rid of these people out of the police because they're damaging police as well as of course being a danger to society so much more to talk about lucy let trial so trial a public inquiry is now going to be statutory we're going to talk about people dying whilst waiting for nhs care and plenty more besides Six forty-four is the time this is talk breakfast.
0: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.